0: Hey, welcome to the journey together with Josh and Anna Gresham.
1: We're thrilled that you have joined us. Yes. For this episode uh, about church.
0: Yeah, this is really a fun topic for us.
1: We're excited about this topic, not just because we're pastors.
0: No, I grew up in the church. Yeah. And, I love the church.
1: Uh, the church is and was my home away from home i'm a preacher's kid yeah i am not a preacher's kid that grew up not wanting to go to church i'm thankful that my parents raised me in such a way that uh, that i loved the church uh, there was no missing church in our family <laughs> right. okay uh, we i grew up when you had church sunday morning sunday night wednesday night multiple camp meetings throughout the year camp meetings like a week long service you yeah. know you might call them revival where you're at and uh, after basketball practice, after track practice, weekdays, I was at youth group on Wednesday night. Uh, after prom on Saturday night, I woke up Sunday morning, was volunteering the first grade classroom at the time at church. I went with my prom hair still in, all my <laughs> bobby pins poking <laughs> my head, Right, and I was at church. And I didn't resent my parents for it because I saw the benefit, and I loved it. Yeah. I love my church, and... Uh, Today, we we really want to just encourage you uh, to get excited about either the church you're in or to get excited about finding the church that you're going to be in and get planted in. Yeah. Uh, the Word of God tells us that with joy we draw uh, with uh, from the well of salvation, that when I draw from that well of salvation with joy, that it is a continual feeling on the inside of me, and when we get in and read scripture and talk about this, it's going to stir your joy up for what you're doing with the Lord. Or maybe you've had a hard time going to church. Maybe you've been in a dry season. Uh, you've you've stopped going for a little bit, and or you feel weird about going back. We find that that happens often. Uh, this is where our hope is that you're going to be like, oh, hey.
0: Time to get back.
1: Yeah, it's time to go back.
0: Yeah, stop putting excuses up. Of like, man, they're going to judge me. No, stop. All right. If they are, they're wrong. Not not you. Just go back to church. Get in there. Okay. Get involved.
1: Let's be realistic. We went back to the gym after not being there for a while. Uh, we were going every morning, 5.30 oh, a.m.
0: The natural gym. The natural not gym. Not a basketball gym. No. A gym with weights.
1: Yes, we went back, and everyone was like, oh, hey, hey,
0: you're back. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. They were a little more critical.
1: But I looked at you, and I said, I wonder if this is what it feels like when you've been out of church, and you come rolling in, and everyone's like, hey, you're back. The sad part is I do feel like Satan would try to make you feel like these people are being like, oh, you're back.
0: Like right, a judgment.
1: Yes, yeah. when it should be just welcome open arms of your back. We're so glad you're here. We want you, you're getting healthy, you're getting strong, and God's got something great for you here at this church. That is, that's our prayer. We know it doesn't always happen that way, but that is our prayer. So if you are that person that is in church and people are coming back, maybe this is for you to be like, really open your arms up wide and have an attitude of just receiving them. Uh, Don't judge them. Don't judge them.
0: Yeah, but... We know there's tons of scriptures that actually, and I say tons, I mean, there really are. There's like a, a bunch of scriptures that encourage us to gather together. And we know that Christ built his church and he has ordained church for a purpose. And Hebrews 10, 25 really um, Kind of sums it all up perfectly. And that is, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Guys, we have to make this happen. We know Proverbs 27 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another.
1: I want to read verse 24 out of Hebrews 10. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. A part of that assembling together, a part of going to church is considering one another and being a brother and sister in Christ, that when I go to church, I am around other believers that are going to lift me up, that I'm rolling in, and if I need prayer, I've got a sister in the Lord that's going to pray with me. If I need a meal because we had something come up, I know my church, they're taking care of me. They're not only lifting me up spiritually, but they're walking alongside of me, that my kids are in kids' church, that my, my teenagers are in youth church, and that there are people of like-minded faith coming alongside of them, encouraging them, mm-hmm. helping them live for Jesus. A part of being in the body of Christ is considering one another, stirring one another up. I help lead the uh, care and prayer team at the church, and uh, we do intercessory prayer. Uh, we're there to pray with people when they get saved, uh, whatever, prayer of agreement, whatever it might need whatever they might need and we've got a great prayer room at our, at our church Trailhead Church. Uh shout out to Trailhead Church. Do shout it. out. Uh, we love our church. Yeah, we church planted 15 years ago and we love the church that it's thank God it's Jesus's church. Man, I'm so thankful yeah. that he is the head of the church. Okay. I look at the care and prayer team and I say, "All right, we're praying. But a part of what we're doing is care." I want you to walk through that sanctuary and see who you can care on today. See who you can show compassion to. Mm -hmm. See who needs a hug, who just needs a hello and a word of encouragement. A part of us loving the church of Jesus Christ is waking up to the fact that God wants us uh, to love one another, and he wants us to to be used by him. So often, people get on these... um, This thought process of it's about a position in church and, well, if I don't have this title in church, or if I'm not the head over this in church, then why even go? Uh, And that's a terrible, stinking attitude. What if God's just calling you to just say hello to someone and love on them in the foyer of your church? What if you're the person—you know, what's cool about the body of Christ is every part is important— now, if God called you to be a head department uh, leader, then fantastic. But if he's called you to come in and help to pick up the bathrooms in, you know after service, God is using you in a mighty way, and it's for his glory and his honor and to be a blessing. So this is where when we get in and we talk about church, it can get pretty special fast because people have a notion of what they think church is. And it's not about a position. It's not uh, about what you want it to be. It's about Jesus and how we can serve Him and uh, how we can minister to one another in His love.
0: Yeah, it's about serving, period. It's a, It's getting your heart in a place where you can hear God's Word, you can be a doer of His Word. It's learning that servanthood um mentality and walking in that realizing that you're not above reproach you know i love hebrews 313 and nkjv version and that is but exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin i mean when you go to church i mean it's a it's a gut moment go to the church hear with you know God's word and you go man this is good have a connection and community with a group of like-minded individuals where you can hear sh- things that sharpen you things that go oh ah, you know I need to course correct this to allow of someone to come in your life uh that's like-minded that when I say like-minded I'm not talking about Yes, people. I'm talking about like-minded who are seeking after the, f- the the presence of God, being in His presence, those individuals that love the Lord and and love what God's doing and wanting to bring kingdom here on this earth. That's what I'm talking about, okay? So when you are with like-minded individuals, they're going to be aware that there's something not right and going, hey, what's going on in your life right now? I mean, uh pastor dave at my church who is uh my executive pastor he knows me well enough that there are times and i know him well enough that there are times we can look at each other and we'll say hey you alright and we'll go no what's going on what happened and i i can i can actually open up and say this is what's taking place and he'll go okay i get that let's pray Let's, and whatever. And I'll do the same thing with him. Hey, everything. All right. You're not acting the same. Something's going on. That is so wonderful and worth it. Like when you're dealing with the things of God, I mean, it's wonderful to know that he sends people to help to minister to you. And that happens because of your relationship at church. That's one of my favorite things about church.
1: I was just getting ready to ask you one of your favorite things. about I'm going to ask
0: you, what is your favorite thing about church?
1: Oh man. Okay, I have quite a few. Uh I love the word of God. Okay. One of my favorite things about church is whenever I am just listening to the word, I like to take notes. I like to write things down. It helps I process as you minister or whoever's ministering. That's how I process. Uh, we all have our ways. That's my way. And I love as I am writing down notes and getting into the Word of God that the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, and I'll start writing things down, uh, all right, Anna, you do this, God wants you to do this, and uh, it makes me so happy because I want to grow. That leads me to this scripture about um, one of the beautiful benefits of having pastors, of being a part of a church and submitting to a pastor. Uh, the pastor's the under-shepherd in the church. Jesus Christ is over the church. And our part as pastors is to point you to the Lord, uh, to continually point you to Jesus, to come alongside of you, to love you, to help you, to nurture you, to say, hey, God's got a plan for your life. God wants to use you and also to minister the gospel. So in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Uh, we read here in verse 14, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood, you have known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, Correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I love, uh, I am so thankful and I love and honor my parents that they took me to church, which they were pastors, y'all. I was going with them no matter what. But uh, <laughs> but they encouraged me to grow in the word of God. One of the greatest gifts that they gave me was A consistency and a steadiness to be stable, to know that that to know who I was in Christ Jesus, and to receive the Word, and uh, I've had to receive some hard corrections from the Word, from my pastors, uh, from you, Josh, you're my pastor, and I'm thankful that I know that God loves me and that when I receive these things, it's for His best. That's that was a long answer for my favorite thing, but I. I love it. I'm I'm so thankful for it because that's a part of church. Of course, I love worship. We have we have I love worshiping the Lord. But once again, worship in church just isn't singing, and you know, standing there singing. It's a time of God. You are worthy. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, Sometimes we get so focused on on all the particulars. Or I don't like that song. Oh, yeah. or i don't it becomes like that all kind you. Yeah, yeah no you gotta be careful worship is all about jesus right um and worshiping god that he is worthy of all the glory honor and praise but i do uh, i love how god just puts it all together and and that uh that the holy spirit we want him to move yeah in our services and have his way we earnestly desire his gifts to be in operation all right you like to say something about church uh and it involves a unicorn
0: Oh, you gotta be so careful when you're visiting and trying to find that place called there, that church where it's your home, that you haven't created this make-believe type of, of list of the perfect church. There's no such thing as the perfect church. You're not going to find a unicorn, all right? It's not gonna happen. It's impossible. And yet that's what you're looking for. You walk into church, you have your list, better be great worship. The the minister needs to do this. they bet they better greet me. I mean, we had someone come to the church one time. This is it was really astounding. Uh, without the we have a process of of um, of, of new or um, first time visitors uh, as far as like contacting them, and we'll call them. We'll send things. We we've. Um, you name it, we, we get them on the email list, we'll send out what the next step is for them to do, and um, it was Monday morning, and we've chosen to not do anything the next day after church, um, to kind of give that that little bit of a breather of, okay, you experienced church, the next step. Some people i have heard, there's a church in Nashville I heard, that will deliver cookies to your door that afternoon.
1: We did that for a season. We did do that we for a that season. We did that for a season, yeah. yeah.
0: It was interesting when we showed up, delivered cookies. um, Anyway, it's we've tried. You know, you do so many things. Churches do so many things to basically just be kind, show the love of Christ. You know,
1: and it's not a gimmick. For us, it was man. How can we really make them feel loved and welcomed? Yeah, we know the benefit of when you get in here, you're going to hear the word of God. You're going to find your place called there. You're going to grow and develop in your Christian walk of using those gifts and talents that God has given you.
0: Right. So so to finish the story, we had an individual basically call us and tell us that we already missed it, that he's not coming back to our church because we didn't contact him in his time frame of what we should have, and we missed it. And when we did contact him on Tuesday, he he reapplied again back to us and said, I already told you once you missed it and you're like wow hold on you had some idea of what you thought it should be like and and that's just not how we did it it's, and it's okay i mean no church is perfect no one's going to everyone's personalities are different and it's really difficult and society because of social media and because of the restaurant experience. Somehow we overlay the church experience or the, or the restaurant experience the way the, the the church experience should be like better be perfect food, better serve me better have, you know, all the right smiles and the right feels and the price better be right. Like it's all these notions of like what church should be. And unfortunately it's, it's not real. It's not realistic. And, uh, and people get hurt, and then they get this notion of churches like all oh, oh, they're just this corporate entity, all they care about's this. And man, I'm telling you right right now, uh, the majority, sure, there's gonna be a percentage of of people that aren't doing it for the right reason. Sure. I'm not gonna negate that, but I'm gonna tell you, I, I know more pastors that are so kind and With the right intentions, and they want people to be loved. They want people to grow. If you ask pastors what they want, they want to see people become self-feeders, people who will learn how to open up their Bibles and begin to seek earnestly after the face of God. I know too many pastors that want to see a breakthrough in people's lives, and that I know more pastors that are there to serve the church than those that the churches are there to serve them. All right. Because the notion that you you have this idea that there's there's just bad people in churches, man, I'm gonna tell you, that is not the majority. That's the minority. And I guarantee you walk into a church prayed up, ready to go, you're gonna know, you're gonna know, hey, this is it. This is the church.
1: And I think we need to get that attitude of uh really the early church. In Acts chapter 2, we see, uh, like my little tagline in my Bible, it says, a vital church grows. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that in verse 41, those who gladly received his word were baptized. That day there about 3,000 souls added to them. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread and in prayers. They were having communion together and praying together and, and growing in the word of God. You know, we miss it Whenever we put all of the other functions before God, church is about growing in God's word and coming together and having communion together and honoring God with our first fruits uh, of truly saying, God, I want to come and worship you with a body of believers that knows that you sent us Jesus so that we can have life and life in abundance and that you're doing great and mighty things. And that this is a house. One thing that I pray over our church, our church is a house of healing, a house of hope, a house of restoration, a house of prayer, that as people come in, they experience the love of Jesus and they want to receive every good gift that God has for them. Uh, But whenever they were doing this, it says, then So then after they continued steadfastly in the word, then uh, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. They sold their possessions, they divided, they took care of everybody and they continued daily, breaking bread house to house, ate their food with gladness, simplicity of heart, praising God, there's some key things here, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The Lord added to the church. It's His church. We're a part of what He's doing. It's His power that's at work within us. Our part is to believe, to be in the Word, to worship Him, to say, God, here I am, use me any which way you can, Lord. Use me. Right. When we do that, then we will begin to see uh, other people, no, other people will begin to see just how vital the church is. They're going to see your life transformed. Yeah, they are. They're going to see God doing a work in your family. They're going to see your kids, their attitudes changing, your teenagers getting saved and on fire for God when you realize this is about you, Lord.
0: But now keep in mind, you just said something great about the teenagers in your children, you can't rely just on Sunday. Sunday is just a moment. And maybe, and hopefully, your church is doing more than just Sunday services. Maybe there's youth groups and whatever there is. But I would encourage you this is not just left in the responsibility of the Sunday only experience. You then have to come back in throughout the week and teach your kids the Word of God. You have to be that example. Don't just think, oh, I've known, man, I know those kids. They've gone to church their whole life, but it didn't stick. Well, then I do dare to ask the question, did their parents teach them in the house a good godly training of what the Word of God says? Because that's important. You've got to build that, continue to construct a foundation of faith around your family with the Word of God throughout the week.
1: Right. And that's what, what we're talking
0: about, being a self-feeder.
1: What you're receiving on Sunday or on Wednesday, you are applying yep. every day.
0: Yeah, and, for sure. Uh,
1: just like the scripture says, while you're sitting down, while you're rising, while you're going about your day, that you are constantly talking about the Lord with your family and with your kids. Uh, this year, we started a one-night-a-week Bible study with our kids, and uh, I had we have three teenage boys and a little girl. So, ages 17 to 12, right? Sorry, 17 to 10 right now. And I immediately had a moment of, oh my gosh, I hope that they don't feel like we're forcing them to do this. Like, you know, isn't it so stupid how the devil will put the dumbest thoughts of teaching your kids the word of God? Because that's what you've heard. We have had a lot of fun, we have prayer requests. We're talking about fun stories in the Word of God. We're yeah. keeping it simple.
0: Yeah, and we're giving them a, an open space to ask questions without any type of like, oh my gosh, this the dumbest question ever. And no. we're doing
1: it on a Sunday night or a Monday night, yeah. on a night that works well, where it's not too challenging. Right. And we're taking what they receive at church and going further and deeper at our house. Uh, it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, two different scripture sets of scriptures in Psalm 26 for those that you say, church is hard for me, and due to possibly something with your childhood, uh, maybe a past church hurt, which is very real. Very real. Uh, You've dealt with some drama within the church, or you felt abandoned, neglected. I mean, there are multiple things. Why? Because the church is full of imperfect people, okay? Heaven isn't full of perfect people. Heaven is filled with surrendered people, people that chose to make Jesus Lord over their life. Yeah. And that's challenging at times. Uh, so I was going through a hard season as as a pastor of, of dealing with some, some hurt at church, and uh, it was tough. I was really tough. And I said, Lord, I need for my joy to be renewed... With your church and what you're doing here at Trailhead Church, this is, you know, being real about this, and he led me to these scriptures. Um, I'm so thankful for the Word of God, and uh, because this is this is the source of truth when you're going through those things. Psalm 26, verse 8: Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. I first began to speak out that scripture over my life. Lord, I thank you. I turned, I began to speak his abundant life. I turned my words around and I began to say, Lord, I thank you. I love the habitation because I love his church. This is where your glory dwells. And God, I thank you. I pray for your glory to fall every Sunday. I pray for every time we walk through those doors for your glory to be in that place. And then verse 11 and 12. But as for me, I realized that this is on me, not on them, this is on me. And I'm not gonna allow the enemy, Satan, to steal God's blessing of him using me and me growing in my church. So, but as for me, I will walk in my integrity, redeem me and be merciful to me. My foot stands in an even place in the congregations. I will bless the Lord. Then in my Bible, I wrote, this is everything. Because this is my decision between me and God. That, God, I'm going to walk in integrity no matter what. And then, Lord, I thank you for, for Jesus redeeming, restoring. Um, God, that your mercies new, that you're helping me and that I am not unbalanced. I am stable in an even place. And, God, that I'm going to bless you every, every chance I get. And for some of you, this you say, well, Anna, that's going to be a huge step of faith. Sure, it is. But praise God, it's faith in God. And he is the one that's going to help you to move forward, and to get back in church and to find your place called there. That's your home that you're going to grow and, and flourish in.
0: Yeah, and you've got to sew into this. You you have to. I mean, in order to find value in what you're doing, is you are a part of it, and that's going to be the game changer for you. You've got to, you've got to sew in. You've got to be a part of it. You know, for me, um, one of the things I want to say. Um, that's the most real thing as from a pastor's position of if you haven't been in church in a while and maybe you left a church and you think no one cared, that is false. Uh, I can tell you right now as a pastor, I am so sad of some of the people who are no longer going to our church. And Ann and I've had multiple conversations. If you think that we've just forgotten about you, it's not true. No. We miss you. We miss our church people. And maybe maybe we didn't show it enough to a standard that you were wanting, but it wasn't that we meant, meant it that way. It was just that we were tied up, for, you know, and our focus was on something else, whatever the case may be. But trust me, it hurts us when we hear that someone left church, that no one's going to, they're, they're no longer going to be there. It's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard. We are super sad when people leave the church. So sad,
1: and why we said yes to the call of pastoring is because we we truly love people, we love God and we love you, and we want to see you flourish in the kingdom of God. uh that's why we said yes, yeah and um and and we love we love God's church, we love the church,
0: oh my gosh, yeah. we're so
1: thankful for it. uh Joshua and I so I started working in the nursery in the fifth grade. And uh, I was a hot mess in that nursery, okay? I would take those babies and okay. I, I once made, I, I took tape and taped a bottle to a swing so the bottle would stay in the baby's mouth. And I'm so thankful for my nursery director, Doris. She looked over at me and she was just like, no. But, you know, like, but she was lovely, and I went from that place to then working in the children's ministry. I was in nursery for several years working in children's ministry, not knowing that one day I would go to Bible college to become a children's pastor. Uh, and I did children's ministry all throughout high school. Ended up going to Bible college for children's ministry. Came back, was hired as the children's pastor, and met Joshua who at the time was not in full-time ministry, but was called to pastor. Uh, we got married, started a campus ministry. Then we took over the youth ministry. We were college and youth pastors. I stepped out of kids ministry. Then we felt led to church plant. We church planted. It'll be 15 years this September. And every step of the way, uh, I can say that we just celebrate what God is doing in his church. And I... I, I, goodness, I've been a janitor at a church. I've worked at a recreation center at a church. I've done, I've done a lot of things. And throughout it all, through the good, the bad, and the ugly, man, it's been beautiful because yeah. God is glorified and it's his church. Yeah. I'm very thankful for it.
0: Yeah. So dig in, sow in in every area, be a part of it. Like, and not just a partially, all of it. All the volunteering, get involved in all the volunteering. Getting Try it all out. Try Children's Church. Try youth. Try ushering. Try greeting. Try hospitality. If you can sing, sing. Go in the worship team If you can't sing, stop it. Stop.
1: <laughs> okay, and pray for your pastors and your church leaders. Yeah. We're so encouraged when people message us and say, hey, we're praying for you today hey, we love you guys, we're encouraging you, we're lifting you up. And they'll say, what can I pray for you for? And I'm like, strength, pray for strength, pray for wisdom for me, pray for these next steps of what we're believing God for in the church. We're praying for salvation. It's like bathe your church in prayer and, uh, and your church family. Bathe your church family in prayer and lift them up. We started this podcast by really talking about being an encourager in your church, that that's that's number one, is coming alongside of people and and lifting them up, um, because we know that this is about a relationship with the Lord and that He helps us to have those relationships with one another. And then the outside world, what they're going to see, they're going to see a church full of the love of God, full of His power, uh, and his glory. And what do I look for when I look at a church? I'm looking for a church that preaches the Bible inside and out. Yeah. I'm looking for a church that believes in the power of the Holy Ghost, where the pastor's not afraid to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and ministers the word of God in the love of Christ, and a church that just isn't perfect, but is excited about what God's doing in his kingdom. And uh, that's what we're seeing across the globe. Uh, so, we hope that this really has stirred your heart up, that you're encouraged, that you're excited, that you've taken some things to heart where you go, okay, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to press in. It's time. It's time for more. Time it's, for more.
0: Church is worth it. Church is worth it. That's what we can say. To sum it all up right here, church is worth it. Make it happen. When you get in, my longest, longest time friend is still really close to me and I've known him my entire life since birth because of the church. And it's special to have that connection with people. And I my my closest God centered friends are people that are rooted and grounded in church.
1: Yeah. In Trailhead Church, they're our family. We're thankful. We are so thankful to be their pastors. Yeah. And that God called us to pastor them. Uh, we have the nicest church, just full of people that love the Lord and love each other, and uh, we are blessed.
0: Yeah. Hey, we pray that you find a church. If you are looking for one in your area, begin to just search that out, pray it out, find that church, that place called Home, make it your home. If you are in the area of Graham, North Carolina, and you'd love to come visit, man, we would love to have you. Trailhead.church, we hope to see you. Yes, that's we we have um, man. We have a place where we want to see the whole family uh, get fed and serve the Lord. So, hey, yeah. make it happen. All right, you guys, thanks for joining. We'll see you we soon. Love you guys. All right, bye.